0: Wonderful. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you, thank you. As I say, we always enjoy when I hear that warm chatter of conversation amongst our guests, and it's our pleasure to be able to bring everyone together so you can reconnect and be able to sit down together over lunch and also hear a very interesting speaker, such as today. So once again, good afternoon, and uh, now please join me in welcoming our television and webcast viewers as well. Again, my name is Danny Asaf, and I am the president of the Canadian Club of Toronto for this season, and once again, it's my pleasure to be your host uh, this afternoon. Thank you again for taking the time from your busy schedules to be with us today, and we hope uh, you enjoy the formal part of our program. For over 119 years, the Canadian Club has been proud to provide Canadians with this closely guarded non-partisan venue for the free and open exchange of ideas on issues that do impact our daily lives. Through our programs and our events, including our youth and young leaders programs, our diversity partnerships, joint events and media and social, uh, social media opportunities, We are proud to offer you access to dynamic political, business and social figures from abroad and from right here at home. Before I formally introduce today's guest speaker, I would like to take this opportunity and if you would provide me an indulgence to tell you indulgence to provide you uh, a description of a couple of our exciting upcoming events. On April 8th, this Friday, the canadian club of toronto in partnership with the empire club of canada will host a post budget breakfast with federal finance minister bill morneau and on april 13th we will celebrate our annual outstanding canadian of the year and this year's recipient is the two blue, toronto blue jays team and we will be joined by current and former presidents paul beeston and mark shapiro and Please take an opportunity to learn more about the Canadian Club at canadianclub.org and you can see our list of upcoming events and purchase tickets. In addition, you're also welcome to join the conversation via Twitter and to follow us at cdnclbto. Now, I would also like to take a moment to thank our event sponsors today, the Canada China Economic Growth Alliance, represented by William Cheng and Arnold Chan, and also Huawei, represented by Scott Bradley. Thank you very much for your general support today. Now, as I say, on to our main event. Now, part of Ontario's plan to grow our economy and grow and create jobs is mapped out in our and its going global trade strategy. Of course, we need new partners and new markets, and we need leadership to help pave the way for this next generation of growth that we all are looking forward to in our great province. This strategy focuses on a few very important things, on diversifying our markets, on increasing the number of businesses who export, building the province's brand around the world and both streamlining and supporting resources to do that ontario definitely benefits from its growing links around the world and it makes good business sense of course to take advantage of the links that we have here in our own province with our own population to be able to connect with these markets last year for example I have some statistics here. The Ministry of Economic Development, Trade and Employment helped more than 1,200 businesses develop the skills needed to find these new markets for their products and services. And more, uh, more can and will be done to go global. Today, the Ontario Minister of Citizenship, Immigration and International Trade will tell us specifically how the government plans to grow the economy. For nine years, Minister Michael Chan has been based at Queen's Park while his ministerial ministerial portfolios have taken him around the world. During his tenure at Queen's Park, he has served in a number of important ministerial portfolios and they've included Minister of Revenue, Minister of Tourism, Culture and Sport and as well as Minister of Citizenship and Immigration. One of the highlights of the citizenship and immigration role involved Assisting newcomers with economic integration, which we know with Minister McCallum here is a high priority for us all to help people from around the world who can be productive plug into our economy and help us grow it and create jobs for us who are already here. In addition, one of the highlights of Minister Chan's recent uh, roles was he was the minister responsible for the 2015 Pan and Parapan American Games, which were an incredible success and made us all very proud as Torontonians and Canadians. His current role sees him expanding economic integration to an even bigger scale. Since assuming his expanded portfolio uh, merely 18 months ago, Minister Chan has been on trade missions to Asia, to Europe, and of course through North America. During this time he helped generate more than three billion dollars in agreements and contracts for Ontario companies and I understand Huawei even partnered with our own government here with a two hundred and twelve million dollar investment in a major research and development project called 5G. Incredible accomplishments in such a short period of time and we are delighted ladies and gentlemen that today he has taken the time from his busy schedule to be here with us and to share his vision and his ideas with us from our podium. So on that note, would you please join me in welcoming to the podium, to your podium, to the Canadian Club of Toronto podium, Ontario Citizenship, Immigration, and International Trade Minister, the Honourable Michael Chan. Thank you. Please.
1: So many pictures to be taken today. (laughs) So I suppose I don't have to do it for the rest of the year. That would be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I was in here and someone kind of like cautioned me, Michael, you are pretty dark, you know. What happened to you? (laughs) Don't worry. I was uh, in the Bahamas. So so uh, that's a good place to go, reference to today's weather. And I, got to, I have to share this with you. You know, I was on a boat tour. And of course, there's a, a, a guy uh, who actually is darker than me. And uh, he's a young fellow, but he kept telling me that he'd been working for the same uh, tour guide uh, for 15 years. And then, of course, you know that in the Bahamas, you know, the sun is bright, it's shine every day and this guy is really a hard working guy and he told me that he works two shifts a day under the bright sun and he also told me that 15 years ago, he was a white man <laughs> and that is a true story well, uh, I want to uh, recognize my a good friend, a good colleague uh, that we meet together for the last 16, 16 or 17 years. Minister John McCallum, thank you very much for gracing today's event. <laughs> I don't usually do this because I keep forgetting it, but I got to do this today because my wife is here. Where's Elaine? Oh, it's right over there. Well, oh, thank you for being here today. <laughs> I want to uh, thank the uh, President for your kind, uh, kind work, kind remark, and, and thank you very much for, uh, for doing that and hosting today's event. Ladies and gentlemen, really my pleasure to be here today, and I want to thank the Canadian Club for organizing today's event. I'm pleased to have today the opportunity to speak on a topic for which I am responsible, growing Ontario's international trade. Canada has always been a trading nation, founded in earliest fur and face industries that were so prominent in our history. Hundreds of years later, engaging in trade remains critically important to our nation's growth, and Ontario, as the economic driver of our nation, is well positioned to continue to honour that legacy. Over the past year and a half, I have travelled extensively to the US, UK, India, Mexico, Germany, and China. Our team was hard at work, building relationships, cementing partnerships, Connecting the dots to create jobs and drive the economy. Today, I want to share what I have experienced and how our government plans to help Ontario businesses grow our export. My remark will focus on where we are today, what direction we should take moving forward, what markets we should focus on, what products we should export, and how we are going to market our goods and services internationally. In recent years, we hear a lot about globalization, global village, global economy, and the more interconnected world. Annually, Canada does about 1.1 trillion in trade, and of course, the U.S. is our biggest trading partner in Ontario. Our trade figures with the U.S. are 80% export, 55% import, with a combined ratio of 65%. Those may sound like good numbers, but we in context, with other nations, they are not as healthy as they seem. I can tell you that with our trade was an apple pie, someone has been stealing A big slice of the pie. Why? We have been looking the other way. The fact is, American trading patterns have gradually changed over the past 10 years. Unfortunately, slowly but surely, the U.S. percentage of trade with Canada is decreasing. Since 2005, U.S. trade with Canada has dropped from 19% to 15%. That's bad news, but even worse, it's not because American trade overall value has decreased. As a matter of fact, the value of U.S. trade with the world has actually grown by 46 percent, from 2.6 trillion to 3.8 trillion. But Canada has not been lockstep with that growth. The value of our trade with the U.S. has only grown by 15% over this time from 499 billion to 575 billion so who has swallowed those slices of pie that rightfully belong to Canada in September 2015 China surpassed us to become the number one trading partner of the US and more worrisome Mexico is on track to overtake Canada Soon. Let me tell you a story here. Uh, After minted as the minister responsible for this portfolio, my first trip was to USA, to Washington, and I had several meetings. The one that I really remember is the one with the assistant to the Secretary of the Commerce Department of the US. His name, I think, is called Mr. Bernstein. and we had a very frank talk. It was strict talk, face to face, eye to eye. And he told me that, look, you Canadian, we American are looking south. We American are looking south to Mexico. You Canadian better, better come here and lock on our door more often. So that was alarming bell to me. It doesn't feel good to be falling behind, to be losing the race, to have someone else Eating our pie. We all know in 2008 and I, there was a global recession. The economic tsunami crashed onto the source of every nation. But what was significant here in Ontario is that it exposed weaknesses in our economy. It raised red flags about our trading culture pattern. Namely, Ontario had too many eggs in only two baskets. Basket number one, we depend too heavily on one industry, the auto sector. A failure of our auto sector at that time would have been catastrophic, with a loss of half a million jobs and far-reaching consequences for our economy. Basket number two, we suffer from a serious case of over-dependence on trade, in particular export, with our neighbour, the USA. All businesses know the risk of too narrow a focus, a lack of diversification and the disastrous result that would follow during an economic downturn. So the lesson is that Ontario must diversify, set a new course, adjust our trading patterns, and at the same time put a dead stop to that pie stealing. Standing still is no longer an option, Status quo is not acceptable. Complacency must end. In a nutshell, Ontario has both played defense and to protect what it has, such as its trade with the USA, and go on offense to fund to most trade growth in other economies in the world. Will you think of our trade as a hockey game? I think uh, former Prime Minister Stephen Harper would like that. We need to go deep into the other end and stop the other guy at our blue line. 2015 brought some challenges and instability. Stumbling oil prices, China's slowdown, falling commodity prices, geopolitical tensions, furious global competition, and now the fun the upcoming U.S. election. All of these are potential risks that could disrupt any planned economic plans. But on the other side of this global turmoil is opportunity, and that leads me to what markets we should focus on moving forward. The United States, again by far, is Ontario's largest, dearest, nearest trading partner. That will never change. We have a long history of diplomatic relations, and most of all, a NAFTA-driven, barrier-free market. Right now, Ontario needs to play defence when it comes to protecting its lucrative trading portfolio with USA and at the same time, Ontario has to go on offence to engage the world. It is critical that we diversify. We must create diversification of our manufacturing base and lessen the over-dependence on trade with the US. Why? Why hasn't our trading culture changed in the last, perhaps, 50 or 100 years? Maybe you never, you never think about this. Geographically, Canada is a very, very lonely country in the world. And within that, isolation sits Ontario. To the south, we have the American neighbour. To the north, our friends are polar bears. To the east and the west, we have two oceans filled with salmon and cod. Just listen to this. Listen to this combination. Polar bear, fish, and Donald Trump. What a combination. <laughs> so I do have to admit there are some challenges. We are oceans away from the world, but that's no excuse. That shouldn't stop us from going global. Let's let Australia as an example of what is possible australia is a country similar to canada in terms of population and geographic isolation in 2005 their trade with china was 27 billion by 2015 their trade with china had gone to an incredible 137 billion a whopping 400% increase over 10 years so Location and isolation is no impediment to Australia. Therefore, it should not be an impediment for Ontario to trade with the world. Of course, Ontario lacks the resources to trade with every country in the world. We need to be selective, choose our targets for the greatest impact. Beyond mature markets, we need to focus on select emerging markets and those under developing markets, here are some numbers for mature markets over the past few, over the past five years. Trade between Japan and Canada is unchanged at about twenty four billion. Trade between Germany and Ontario is around seven billion to nine billion not much change. Trade between uk and Ontario more or less the same sit at seventeen billion. On the other hand, in emerging markets. Over the far, last five years, trade between China and Ontario grew by 41%. Trade between India and Ontario grew by 55%. Trade between Mexico and Ontario grew by 29%. It is obvious, it is clear. We need to be aggressive in selecting and trading with these emerging markets. We also need to do a better job in leveraging our diversity to promote international trade and investment. No other jurisdiction in the world has people from 200 countries speaking more than 200 languages, a unique competitive advantage in finding new destinations for our exports. Ontario has the right stuff to take on the world and win. We can be proud of what we do well and market our strength. Ontario's economic output is a small portion of the global economy, and we have a strong mix of goods and services to take to the world, including health and bioscience, auto, ICT, IT, clean tech, water tech, energy, free and entertainment, agriculture, mining, finance, and education. When people hear the word export, they often picture a container, a container ship. Full of goods, but exports can be other things like intangibles, ideas, services. Education is a classic example. One of our greatest strengths is our educated population. I see education as a service product for export. We might not have cheap labour, but we have brain power through education. Education is one of those most valuable commodities that we can market to the world. I know the Minister, McCallum on your recent portfolio of six months, you're a big, big uh, supporter of the international student. I, myself, actually, also a big, big supporter of international student. I think uh, in terms of this, you know, international student, we can link, link up that education, international student, and then the economy. I'm going to tell you this. In Ontario... Elementary and secondary school, Ontario, the government, will spend about $12,000 per student per year. So 12-year education, uh, the government will spend per student $140,000. Okay. And foreign students come to Ontario and study. On average, they spend about $40,000 a year, Roman board and all those fees, so four-year high education Will end up about $160,000. You add up this $140,000 with the $160,000 is $300,000. Just imagine the international student who come to Ontario, study, completed the undergrad, and we, the government, turn them around, become a permanent resident, eventually become a Canadian citizen. We basically make $300,000. We make $300,000. And on top of that, these young people, by the time the graduate, are about 21 years old, so it takes them four years to find a job, they're 25, and they will work 40 years before they retire, and they pay 40-year tax to Ontario government. I think it's a good deal. (laughs) Achieving success in promoting trade and attracting investment, would be transformative for our economy. And there are two key elements to make this happen. It takes two to tango, government and the private sector. Our government has a plan on how to market our goods and services. We need to support those businesses that have already gone global, but only 7% of Ontario's SME trade globally take out the U.S. market, only 5%. So we need to do more, and we can do more. This is why our government is investing an additional $30 million over the next few years in our growing global trade strategy to help our SME. Components of the export strategy include implementing a range of advisory services and programs for new and existing exporters, outreach to attract foreign buyers, building political relationship with other nations, collaboration with strategic partners like industry association and the federal government and the municipal government, deploying key trade missions, attract reverse trade missions, develop a portal that would track business intelligence intelligence data. Business is all about relationship and partnership. Trade mission, Trade missions are critically important in promotion of international trade. It offers face-to-face interaction, establishing a comfort level, and deliver results. I have to tell you an example here. In 2014, November, uh, Premier Wing uh, led the first trade mission, and the destination was in China. Again, we had many meetings and all that. In one meeting, we met a company called... Perfect China. This is a company in China doing this sales and marketing, apparently quite big. At that meeting, they're talking about the possibility, the possibility of awarding uh, this perfect Chinese employee go for conventions, kind of holiday somewhere for those who do a good job for the company. So we talk about that. We introduce Toronto, GGA, Niagara for whatever we have. God, you know what? Next month. May this year. 4,500 people from perfect China is coming to Toronto. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, those trade missions actually delivers results. Since November 2014, Premier Wing concluded three very successful business missions to India and China. In total, more than 3.8 billion in agreements were signed, creating more than 3,650 high value jobs in Ontario. I think my new friends from Tech, Mahindra and Tata have joined us today. I don't know where you are, but I know you're here, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for meeting us while we were in India. I want to say hello to Huawei. Thank you for co sponsoring today's event with CCEGA. Would you mind? I think you don't mind. <laughs> the success of these missions not only strengthen Ontario's relationship with foreign countries, it also creates new opportunities for Ontario businesses. This is the reality of a globalized world, and that reality also includes free trade agreements. Free trade is a moving train that cannot be stopped. It has left the station, and its passengers are going places. For Ontario, there are two upcoming free trade agreements That is important to our business community. When CETA is fully implemented, it will allow Ontario exporters to access the largest and most lucrative trade market in the world, a market size of 18 trillion in total. Likewise, with with the Trans-Pacific Partnership, TPP is ratified. Ontario exporters will have access to a 28 trillion market of nearly 800 million people. Trade agreements undoubtedly create stronger ties with our trading partners, unlock new markets, create new jobs. But in my humble opinion, joining free trade agreements is also a defensive tactic. Imagine this. With every nation had a free trade agreement with every other nation, and Canada did not we will be left behind. We cannot afford this isolation. We must be a player, but we must approach free trade with our strength, not weakness, because free trade agreement level the playing field in both directions. The caveat is that if you are not ready, if you are not prepared, if you are too weak to compete, free trade can turn against you and eat you alive. Free trade, free trade can be a double edged sword. Ladies and gentlemen, let it be clear. Free trade is not a free lunch. And by the way, I myself, I do not believe in free lunch. This is why you have to pay your lunch today. <laughs> As I said before, government can only do so much. We need the private sector to step up, partner with us. You know, We are already the envy of the world. Lots of people are trying to get to Ontario, and they want to feel our embrace. The irony is that for this success story to keep moving, Ontario needs to embrace the world. We as a government are ready to help. In return, we encourage our private sector to flow off complacency, find ways to increase efficiency, invest and strengthen productivity leverage diversity, learn and understand the business culture of the country that we trade with, be ready to compete and take some risks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a competitive world, a global village. We all have to work hard and work smart, move faster, work more quickly. At the same time, we must not delay any longer because time and time Way for no man. With her strong support of our international trade program, the Premier is demonstrating her faith that working together we can create new markets for our goods, ideas, and services, new world for our province, job for our people and strong communities for our family. Let's get back the stolen piece of the pie. Let's protect our mature markets. Let's open up those emerging markets, like India, China, Turkey, Mexico, and some others. Ladies and gentlemen, by working together, I know we can do it. Thank you very much for the opportunity of speaking to you today. I hope you will enjoy the lunch. Canada Club has cashed your check. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Thank you, uh, Minister Chan, uh, for those uh, interesting, for your candor, and for your, your call to action for all of us to think about how we're going to take advantage of all these great assets we have in this country. And in addition to the, to the lunch, which wasn't free, but I know now that you've had the benefit of hearing these great remarks, it all looks like a bargain and of great value. In addition, the Minister have, has kindly agreed to uh, take a few questions from the audience as well. So I have collected some here. You have a card on your uh, tables as well. Please feel welcome to fill them out, and we will have our colleagues pick them up, and I'll be able to put a few of these questions uh, to Minister Chan. So, uh, Minister Chan, uh, we have a a few interesting questions here, and I wanted to get your take on this one uh, in particular first here. It says, uh, this question is, why are emerging markets uh, the priority... Uh, target for Ontario. You've you've outlined some of the key trends in the world, but uh, to some extent, uh, how much time and effort are we going to put into these new markets when we do have uh, the largest market in the world still south of the border and all of those existing ties? How do we manage that transition? Uh,
1: I may be repeating here, I think, uh, yes, because of the geographic situation or isolation that Again, the U.S. is always, you know, our 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 greatest trading partner. There's no doubt about that. But one thing is that look at that that crisis that few years ago. That it really exposed the risk that we may begin. You know, no U.S. You know, cannot be forever, forever, forever our bigger brother. You know, we got to some other fund, some other brothers and sisters that we can leverage the risk. Okay, this is what. The, my, uh, my theme today. And in terms of like, uh, getting to those markets, look, uh, I'm a very simple person. You know, anywhere I can find business, I'm going to go there. <laughs> as simple as that. So, so yes, we are, we're going to defend our, our, our portfolio with the America, perhaps grow in value as well. But at the same time, we must go out you know, to seek for those emerging markets. When, when countries are emerging, they, they actually create more opportunity. Okay, and we, we play the game smart, I think we can, we can uh, get a lot of benefit from those countries.
0: On, on that front, there's a, a follow-up question to that, which is when you look ahead into uh, the next uh, several months or, or, or a couple of years, where do you have in mind some, some personal priorities or trade missions that
1: uh, you would like to organize and lead? There, there are uh, two countries, uh, India and China, uh, yes, you know we have 200 countries in the world and india and china combined totals is only two but they had they are 40% of the world population okay so this uh, this is an incredible number and if i had the uh, had the uh, had the choice i would uh, still uh, locking the door of china and also prepare to lock on door of india i think they are emerging i was In China, uh, uh, two months ago, with the premier, and I can see the there are challenges, of course. Uh, At the same time, I can see the opportunities really unlimited. It's taller than the skies. So uh, you know, that's that's uh, two countries that uh, we should go into there. Uh, Of course, the mature market like the U.S., the uh, Germany and U.K. You know, the also, we must protect those uh, stable markets as well.
0: Are there other markets in Southeast Asia that you have uh, come across and uh, think are rising up the charts in terms One of One quite interesting,
1: markets? actually, is Vietnam. And so I much. do have uh, some stakeholder talk to me about uh, Vietnam is keen to open up mm-hmm. and uh, going back uh, home here a bit, uh, North America or... Uh, or oh, South America, I think, uh, Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, Brazil is also a great one. Somebody mentioned Chile. So my point here is, again, we cannot trade with everybody. Right. Okay, we must target and we see our strength versus their weaknesses. We're going in there, we're going to trade with them.
0: A follow-up question on your, your comments on dealing uh, in Asia. It's this, this question here is asking you to
1: comment. It said,
0: Canadian companies are reluctant to diversify in the Asia region, Uh, where there's these emerging markets, and uh, and they're available. And the reason uh, being that Asia's business culture is sometimes described as state-owned or family-owned, and uh, does that create any unique challenges?
1: Uh, In my remark, I I talk about understanding the culture Mm -hmm. of the country that you're trading with. I think that's critically important, and... Uh, I remember, I mean, uh, again uh, connected to uh, Minister McCallum, I remember the former, former, former president of the Royal Bank, I forgot his name now, he <laughs> once told me that uh, you know, Royal Bank is the first bank who went to China perhaps in the 1950s, and uh, he said that the Royal Bank lost, <laughs> Royal Bank lost so much money that Royal Bank cannot recover in 100 years. <laughs> okay, I still remember that statement from him. But you know the funny thing? World Bank now wants to be in China or if not already in China. So here you go. It's a matter of that. Like, you've got to learn it, okay? Don't be afraid of obstacles. What we are doing for the last 100 years is we had a big brother called USA. We are complacent. You know what? Last four months, economy seems to be going up. Now, we don't have to do nothing. OK, just go down to America and enjoy a lunch, which is free. <laughs> so but that's not the way to, uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to protect our, our trade. I, before I, I joined politics, about 10 years, I, I, was, uh, I was an insurance person. And in insurance, we always talk about diversification, okay, so that we minimize the risk. So this is my point today. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you find, in your experience dealing with these foreign markets, sometimes Canadians are are we are we a little impatient in terms of the time it takes to develop uh, this knowledge and these connections?
1: We, I think, the complacency mm-hmm. or the culture of doing things kind of uh, uh, draw us But we had the tremendous advantage here is our diverse population. Mm-hmm. All right, so that you you know we can. We have so many Indian background people that uh, an employer or a company can hire and learn all this culture of doing business before you go to India, be prepared, and once you're in India, you know exactly what you can do. Same for China. So we have these unique advantages, and I think uh, Canadian employers they can really take advantage of this diverse community, diverse population that Canada has.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you very much. That's a great way to end off, and it builds on one of our greatest strengths in this province. Thank you. Thank you, Minister. Thank, Thank you. you very much. So uh, just a, a few brief words of additional thanks. And uh, the minister talked uh, with some examples and analogies, and he used uh, a hockey, hockey analogy at one point in time, which reminded me being from Edmonton of one of the greatest, obviously, biased uh, object, uh, observations players in NHL was Wayne Gretzky. He had a great statement, which is always, you want to go where the puck is going to be, not where it is. And that's clear in your vision when you're thinking about how we're going to transition to these new economies, that we've got to think about where the puck is going to be. But of course, uh, these plans that you have provided us, we thank you today because they offer us an insight into someone who has a great experience, knowledge, and a track record personally, professionally, and politically on delivering on promises and has that wisdom to help guide us through some of this uncharted territory from the familiar to the unfamiliar, but from a challenge to a great opportunity. And of course without leadership and vision, this great economic engine of Ontario would not be able to get to these new destinations. And we thank you very much for outlining what I will call our future flight plan for trade and investment to continue to build on some of the great things that you have pointed out in our country, starting with our diversity and obviously ending with people like you and your leadership and your participation in our government. Thank you very much, Minister Chan. Thank you for joining us today and thank you for sharing that with us. And I would like to now just take a brief opportunity to thank you again for joining us this afternoon for your time. I would like to thank our event sponsors again, the Canada-China Economic Growth Alliance and Huawei, and of course our airline sponsor, Air Canada. Thank you again for your generous support of today's event. Also, I would like to remind everyone and thank uh, Rogers TV, who will broadcast this event in the days to come, and also like to thank MediaEvents.ca, Canada's online event space, and VVC for live streaming today's event. Again, to learn more at the club, more about the club, we welcome you to join us and learn more at our website CanadianClub.org. Thank you again for joining us. Have a wonderful afternoon. All the best. This meeting is now adjourned.